Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Chester Locke and Norris Golf as Lum and Abner. During the 30s, Chester Locke and Norris Golf created two characters that were destined to make radio history. Their program was Lum and Abner, and it continues to be heard by transcriptions on stations throughout the United States to this day, almost 40 years later. Now, from July 7, 1948, here's Lum and Abner. Our granny's Abner, I believe that's our ring. Ha. The Lum and Abner Show. Tonight, we bring you a brand new kind of visit with those old characters down in Pine Ridge, featuring Clarence Hartzell as Ben Withers, Herb Bygren, Francis X. Bushman, Herbert Rawlinson, the music of Felix Mills, and starring your old favorites, Lum and Abner. And now, as we look in on the little community of Pine Ridge today, we find Lum and Abner in their Jotham Down store discussing a business matter with a man from the county tax collector's office. Listen. Well, that's it. Your taxes are delinquent, and if you don't pay us the $72 by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, the Jotham Down store will be sold to the highest bidder. Now, what have you got to say to that? Ah. <laughs> You don't want to lose your store over a little matter of money, do you? Well, uh, it ain't so much the money that's bothering us. It's trying to raise it. <laughs> well, just remember, you've got 24 hours. Is that daylight saving time? It's any time, and that's final. Goodbye. Granny, now where can we get our hands on $72? Well, now... Uh... Some good, honest way. Oh. <laughs> that lets my idea up. Our biggest stumbling block is we're broke Yeah, I reckon we ought to have saved our money during the Depression So we'd have enough money now to live through this prosperity long <laughs> Well, we've got to get it some way First, I'll go to my friends Well, that won't take long <laughs> Then I'll go to the bank And then I'll try the county treasurer He ought to loan us the money as long as he's going to get it back Well, of course, we can always go to Squire Skim Abner, I wouldn't go to Squire Skimp if he was the last man on earth, and I was with him. Yeah, that's what I want, Squire, alone. Well, I'm glad you came to me, Lom, instead of going to some unscrupulous out-of-town loan shore. Yeah, I'd rather do business with the local ones. Yeah. Uh, you say you want $72, Lom? Yeah. Well, I think that can be arranged satisfactorily, uh... Excuse me a minute, Lum, while I contact one of my uh, financial associates. Couldn't you just give me the $72 now? Uh, just a moment now, Lum. Hello, Joe. I need a little cash. Uh, how'd we do in the third? 
<laughs> Left at the post, huh? Uh, what about Lady Hayburner? Scratched, huh? What'd you have, two on her nose? Is something wrong, Squire? Uh, no, 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 alarm. Uh, just one of my clients, uh, Lady Hayes Bernard, uh, turned left into a post and got scratched up a little, so. <laughs> well, what was that about putting two on her nose? Uh, uh, well, uh, oh, well, she got scratched, alarm, on her nose. They put uh, two band-aids on there instead of one. <laughs> Must have been a bad scratch. It was practically disastrous. Uh, hello, Joe. Uh, how about that long shot in the seven? 29 to one. Oh, it must be later than that. Well, uh... <laughs> send the money over right away, Joe. I'm parlaying it on a sure thing here in my office. Yes, uh, goodbye, Joe. Uh, Lom, now, while we're waiting for my associate to deliver the money, we'll fill out this loan form. Uh, care for a cigar? No, thanks. Let's see, name, address, chew tobacco alum. No, thanks. Uh, collateral? No, thanks. Lom. <laughs> I mean, do you have any collateral to put up for this loan? Something worth $72. Well, we've just got the store. Well, I'd be willing to stretch a point. I'll just put the store down well, here. Well, wait a minute. Now, as for interest, Lum, uh, generally I charge simple interest. But in your case, I'll uh, make it compound. Now, don't let me take advantage of you just because I'm a friend, Squire. Uh, see, now, uh, break $72 down into 10 payments. That's $7.20 plus 6 cents, $7.24, $32. Uh, yeah, I don't own a seven twenty. That makes eleven dollars and fifty-two cent payments, Lum. Well, now, Squire, you've got to live too. Yeah, well, I'll scrape through somehow. <laughs> now, maybe instead of making just ten payments, you'd rather spread that out over a period of say, oh, uh, twenty-four months. Yeah, yeah, spread it out. All right. That'll be twenty-four payments of eleven dollars and fifty-two cents. <laughs> Of course, now, maybe you'd rather get it over with than pay it off in a lump sum. Yeah, yeah, better lump it. All right, uh, lump, that's uh, 24 payments, uh, come to uh, $276.48. That's awful lumpy. <laughs> Add in the original $72 you borrowed plus $2 surtax. Surtax? Well, you're not a lady lump. <laughs> uh, that comes to $350.48. Well, now, wait a minute, Squire. And if you pay it before midnight, we'll knock off the 48 cents. $350.48. Dogas looks to me like we're worse off than we was before. Yeah, it does look that way, don't it? On the surface. Now, if we don't dig up the money, we'll lose the store loan. There ought to be somebody that ain't got no more sense than to loan us that much money. Yeah, let me say Oh, well, Ben Withers, we was just talking about you. How's that, Abner? I said we were... Uh, ben, <laughs> I'm going to be frank with you, Ben. We need $350, quick. Well, I'm the only man I know that's got that kind of money as Balmer K. Sutter of Mount Ape, millionaire banker, worth several thousand dollars. <laughs> well, do you reckon he'd actually lend me some money? Uh, no. Uh huh? You're an unmarried bachelor, Lom, and Balmer K. Sutter will only do uh. business with settled-down, happy family men. He distrusts bachelors. But why? Fine. Balmer K. Sutter had a rather unfortunate experience with a bachelor once. The bachelor ran away with his wife. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a shame. He brought her back in two weeks. Mr. Sutter's never trusted a bachelor since. 
I don't blame him. Well, Abner's a tied-down, or settled-down family man. Maybe he can get the loan. Well, why don't I jump on the long-distance phone and check with him? Well, if you think we can get some money from him, call him. Mr. Sutter firmly believes in the vine-covered cottage, the family circle, easy slippers, smoking jackets, pipe of mouth, faithful dog. Hello, baby. Oh, hello, baby. Uh, <laughs> I'd uh, like you to rush a call through to Mount Eighty. Orrin J. Watford. You'll find him at the Ace High Snooker Palace. <laughs> I thought you was calling Mr. Sutter. Oh, I don't know, Mr. Sutter. Huh? Hello? Ace High Snooker Palace? Orrin? Guess who this is? Gay. <laughs> 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 he, he thinks I'm Russell Fillmore. <laughs> Try again, Lauren. Just tell him who you are and get hold of Mr. Sutter. No, this is bad weathers. Yes. Sure, I'll wait. What's the matter now, Ben? He wants to make another shot. <laughs> Doesn't want to hold up the game. Oh, for pity's sakes. Nice fellow, Lauren. Wears his vest inside out to break himself of the cigar habit. <laughs> Hello, Warren. How's that? Side pocket, huh? Dan, <laughs> this, this is costing us money. Warren, I wonder if you'd run across the street to the bank and ask your millionaire brother-in-law if he'll lend $350 to a needy friend of mine here in Pine Ridge. Do you have to say needy? Better make that seedy. How's that? <laughs> Hello, who's this? Him? Oh, me. Well, that's just fine, Ed. Say hello to Bessie and Clyde. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, you're in luck, Lum. In luck? Orrin told Ed to tell me... To I tell don't want to hear it. ...that he contacted Mr. Sutter over at the bank, and Mr. Sutter will be in Pine Ridge this afternoon to discuss the loan. He will? But I thought you... When did you find that out? Yes. Well, why didn't you tell me this before? How could I? You kept buttoning on the conversation. <laughs> Sergeant Wilson reporting as ordered, Captain. Sergeant, I want to talk to you about SGLI insurance. Sir, I've had it since I enlisted. In 1970, they increased the protection to $15,000. In July 1, 1972, the rates were cut by 15%. Now that $15,000 costs only two fifty-five dollars a month. Sergeant, you must be a financial expert. Oh, not really, sir. Well, you made a sound investment that will always protect your family. Uh, by the way, have you ever heard of XYZ stock? Oh, yes, sir. It has lagged recently because of the earnings-to-investment ratio. is way below the level normally exhibited by stocks. Well, Valmer K. Sutter, Mount Ida banker, has arrived in Pine Ridge to discuss lending family man Abner $350 to save the Jotham Down store. However, Abner has forgotten all about money as he watches over his injured cow out in the barn. Right now, he's trying to get the cow to go to sleep. Listen. Shh. As Alicia saw the flash in his eyes, she quickly proffered him a cigarette. But Preston brushed it aside, and with his hot breath blowing on her cheek, whispered hoarsely, 
I love you, darling. Mom. <laughs> That's exciting, ain't it, Rosebud? <laughs> I love you, darling. Do you understand? I love you. Mom. Huh? Oh, dog is. I never heard you come in, Cedric. Oh, Mr. Lum sent me over here to Shh, tell you. Be quiet, Cedric. Don't disturb Rosebud. I'm just now getting her quieted down. Oh, the cow, you mean. Yeah. <laughs> She just loves them stories in the Ladies' Home Journal. <laughs> well, Mr. Lum told me about the accident that your woman... Say, what's the matter with Rosebud's leg? She broke it. Oh, must run in your family. <laughs> How's your wife? Oh, she's fine. I got her calmed down after the accident. It's Rosebud I'm worried about. Well, where's Miss Peabody? In bed? In bed? Well, no, she's out chopping wood. Chopping wood? <laughs> with her leg? No, with a regular chopping axe. Oh, be doggone. She sure must knit fast. Yeah, she knit me a pair of socks once in less than a week. I'm talking about the bones in her leg. Oh, no, she used regular knitting needles. <laughs> of course, now, since you mention it with her knees, I believe she could knit a pair of socks. Oh, Say, Mr. Lum told me to tell you that there's a uh, Mr. Sutter over at the Jotham Down store waiting for you. Sutter? Oh, my goodness alive, I plumb forgot about him. Mm-hmm. Oh, for the land sakes. Rosebud's woke up again. Here, Cedric, take this and start in right there. Yes, ma'am. Right there. And I'll see you later, Cedric. Uh, Preston brushed it aside and with his hot breath blowing on her cheek, whispered hoarsely, I love you, darling. Well, now, just take it easy, Mr. Sutter. I'm sure Abner will be here any minute. I'm afraid I can't waste any more time, Mr. Edwards. Time is money, you know. It is. Granny's no wonder we're broke. I've been sleeping up about $100 worth every night. <laughs> I'll give him five more minutes to get here. Well, Mr. Sutter, the thing that's holding him up is because he's such a devoted family man. Oh? See, his woman was in an accident today, and poor Abner, being such a family man, is all tore up over it. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, you never seen such a family man. I just wish this accident hadn't happened so you could have saw him and his little family groped together in the parlor. <laughs> it's a sight that'll warm the crockery of your heart. <laughs> hmm. I'd like to hear more about that, Mr. Edwards. Well, sir, you can walk into their little rose-covered bird nest, or love nest any time of the day or night, and you'll find Abner sitting amongst his beloved family circle. Ah, uh, that's the sort of thing I like to hear about a man. Yeah, every night he sits there in his easy slippers, his good wife standing behind him, his curly-headed little daughter kneeling at his feet, gazing up at him with them watery blue eyes. <laughs> uh, how old is the little one? Going on 19. <laughs> Months? Years. <laughs> oh, I tell you, Mr. Sutter, I wish you could see Abner sitting there with his faithful old dog sprawled at his feet, pipe in mouth. Uh, uh, does the dog smoke? No. They, they claim he's part Sam Bernard. Yeah. 
Well, I'm sorry I'm not going to get to meet Mr. Peabody. I'm afraid I'm going to have to go. Well, I'm sure that he... I granny, there comes the little varmint, er, Mr. Peabody now. Well, come on in, Abner, old boy. I know what a blow this has been to you, being such a family man and all. Ah. How's she getting along? Oh, she's out in the barn bellering her head off. <laughs> the barn? Oh, uh, Abner, uh, th this is Mr. Sutter, the banker from Mount Ida. Oh, well, how do you do, you do? Uh, how do you do? Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your misfortune. I hope she's resting well. Oh, she's doing all right. Might learn her lesson. <laughs> I know she's going to get hit one of these days the way she gads around the neighborhood. <laughs> gads around? Oh, the worst you've ever seen. Why, I've even saw her lay right down in the middle of the road and make cars drive around her. <laughs> what did you say? Well, it's my own fault, I reckon, for not pinning her up. Quick as she gets well, I'm going to hobble her. <laughs> you better not let her hear you talking like that about her. Ah, she's so dumb, she wouldn't understand me. She hear me. <laughs> What's this? Uh, Mr. Sutter, Abner's just upset over this accident. He, he don't know what he's saying. Yes, well, perhaps this is not the time to discuss business. Oh, no, no, that's what I come over here for. How about the cash? Well, uh, I haven't had much opportunity to look over your business establishment here, but from what I've seen, I must say it looks a little uh, run down. Oh, well, that's just because Abner spends so much of his time at home with that charming little family of his. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Me and my dog, old Blue, sat there in a the parlor all day long. Me and my rocking chair and my stocking feet. Stocking feet? Yeah, did you say old Blue was wearing my slippers? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, we're a happy, happy household. E. Mark Canary's happy. Just last week he split his beak smiling. Hammer, <laughs> don't overdo it. One of our hogs died laughing. Abner. <laughs> You're just going to love taking supper with us, Mr. Sutter. We're having pork chops. Why, I wouldn't think of imposing on Mrs. Peabody at a time like this. Well, why not? Well, a woman in her condition... Oh, well, you can't go by that. Looks ain't everything. No. <laughs> but you couldn't ask a woman to cook a meal so soon after an accident like that. Well, she did try to get out of it, but I told her you was coming for supper and she'd better get herself out in that kitchen. But after all, a broken leg. Oh, well, that's been took care of. The veterinary slapped a splint on it. <laughs> veterinary? For goodness sakes, didn't you call a regular doctor? For her? Why, of course not. They wouldn't work on her lung. And I don't blame him as wild as she is. <laughs> wild? Oh, when she gets hurt, it ain't safe to be around her. Well, she'll bore her neck and run you right off the plate. And kick, huh? Well, Mr. Peabody, you certainly don't mean that. Oh, well, don't worry. I've got her locked up in the barn now. Locked up in the barn? Well, that's the best place for her in her condition. Well, wouldn't she rather be with the family at a time like this? Well, I thought about that. But now, as clumsy as she is, she'd break everything in the house. <laughs> when she gets a little better, I'll turn her out in the lot. She just loves to romp with them mules. Mr. Peabody, as far as I'm concerned, we can consider this business discussion closed. Well, now, wait a minute, Mr. Sutter. Mr. Peabody don't mean nothing he said. Did I say something wrong? Abner, does Elizabeth ever lay down in the middle of the road? Elizabeth? 
Not that I know of, no. Did you ever hobbler? Uh, no. <laughs> did, did you ever lock her up in the barn? Uh, well, one time when we was first married. Do you love and admire her? Oh, yeah, I love her just like she's one of my own family. Now, <laughs> now you see there, Mr. Sutter. Now, how about the loan? Well, if we do grant a loan, it'll have to be just a short-term one. Well, that's all right. Just so as we get our hands on the cash. No, I'll have to look over the books first. Go right ahead, sir. And maybe you can get them to balance. We can't. <laughs> one look at our books will prove to you that we need that $350 pretty bad. Oh, well, if that's all you want, I think perhaps I could take care of it. Well, good for you. Hey, Abner, got good news for you. Huh? The veterinarian says her leg's gonna heal all right. Oh, hooray! I dog it, I won't have to shoot her. <laughs> shoot her! Abner, sitch talk. You know good and well you'd never do a thing like that. I never aimed on doing it myself. I couldn't bring myself to do it long, not after I've had her around the place so long. Well... This is the last straw. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Sutter. I've heard all I can stand. Hey, Peabody, I turned in that insurance report on your accident. Oh, well, I believe the old cow's going to get well now. Old cow, this is the end. Uh, Mr. Sutter, come back. In all my life, I've never heard a word. My grannies, now we're ruined. We've lost everything. We're done for. Is something wrong? <laughs> now look, Peabody, you just signed this claim You here. get out of here Can't you see we're going bankrupted? Look, Grandpop, if I don't get this insurance claim signed I can't give Peabody this 350 bucks for breaking his old cow's leg 350 bucks? Cow's leg? I thought it was Elizabeth Nah, name is Rosebud Wait a minute You mean that Abner gets 300 I grannies, we're in business again uh, Abner, I also have a message for you from Mrs. Peabody she said in regard to that supper tonight... Oh, I plumb forgot about that. Here she's baked up everything in the place, and now Sutter's left. If I don't bring somebody home, she'll... Hey, you. Uh, who, who, me? Yeah, how'd you like to take supper with us tonight? Well, I ain't got me pinstripe succeed over but leave us go. Well, wait a minute. Let me finish Mrs. Peabody's message. She said don't bring anybody home. The supper is off. Huh? She stumbled over that dog of yours in the parlor, and she thinks she's broke her leg. <laughs> that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who take for granted the liberties and freedoms granted you as an American citizen? Take the freedom of association, assembly, and action. The First Amendment to the Constitution is worded, Congress shall make no law abridging the right of people peacefully to assemble. The key word is peacefully. Respect the rights of others. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from radio's golden days. And this is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.